Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Ida Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me on yet another episode of Truth Serum. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank those of you who support and show up every week and um, for sharing the content, for liking, subscribing, and doing everything that you do. Um, the Village is much appreciated. Uh, we had a special episode of Truth Serum on Wednesday. We had um, great numbers. And today we're going to have a conversation um, I'm, I'm talking to three of my friends. We have this conversation on here all the time about black and brown relationships, the relationships of Latina women, Latinx people and black people. And I wanted just to have a conversation with three people who I know personally, who are, as some of you call it, foundational black people and um, are my friends. And uh, we're gonna have, kind of, we're gonna roast the headlines, but there are a few things that I did wanna talk about with regards to um, our relationships. So um, I wanna welcome to the show, Zainab Johnson, Chloe Hilliard, and Yamanika Sanders. What's up, ladies? What's up? Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. I can't hear you, Zainab. I think you're muted. Oh, there I go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, ladies. Hi, get my lights together. Um, and so in addition to uh, these three women being people who I know, they also happen to be very uh, talented comedians, actresses, writers, and um, voices, personalities, whatever you want to call them. They are working. Zainab is on a show on Amazon called Upload. She's on Netflix, uh, 100 Humans which my kids love that show. Um, Zoe is, um, Zoe, Chloe is writing, but she's also, she has a show called Chloe Across America, which she um, is gonna be coming back. When are you coming back? Um, the, uh, probably the second or last Thursday of this month. Uh, Spectrum gotta uh, get my internet together. That's that's the holdup, Spectrum. <laughs> hey, Spectrum. Okay. We calling out um, Spectrum today, um, but Chloe is also a, a, an accomplished comedian, and you can see her on um, this week at the Comedy Cellar because those clips are up on they live on YouTube. So those of you who always are talking about how you want to support Black women, support Black women who are comedians. Yes, and you can get my book, my book, um, Chloe, uh, uh, F Your Diet, one year anniversary. Yesterday, one year anniversary, of my book came out, so you can pick up my book. Oh, that's right. Congratulations. And then Yamanika Sanders. Um, actually, Yamanika, Chloe, and I were all on uh, Last Comic Standing. Oh, all of us. They now too. Yeah. For season. What season was that? That was eight. season eight. Last season Comic eight. Season eight. But Yamanika, um, you've seen on Laugh Tracks. You've seen Yamanika on Comedy Central. You've seen Yamanika on everything. Despite what Yamanika says, Yamanika works all the time. <laughs> and today you get to see her here. And she has a show on Instagram Live that Chloe and I are going to be on later. What's up, Yam? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, babe. You know, it's funny that during the pandemic, everybody looks, everybody is at the point now where they're like, all right, I got to get myself together for this computer. Yes. <laughs> I took a picture of myself. This is the first time I put on like a full, it's not a full face, but makeup on uh, this year and a real bra. So uh, I love you. I hate when people say this year, like we've only been here for a week. Shut up. Chloe, come on. Hey, listen. It's they say this year, like it's been eight months. A lot has happened this year. One thing happened this year. 
Let's talk about that. The one thing happened. Come, okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, and so listen, today um, I was having a conversation with a, with a woman, Brooke Thomas, who I know from TYT, and we were talking about people calling me angry, right? They were, they were describing me as being angry. And before I used to say, I'm not angry, but I am angry. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm right. I have, I, every time my son goes somewhere, I'm worried. So I am angry, right? But I wanted to just talk to you ladies about, I don't think people call Zainab angry, but I know they call Yamanika angry. And Chloe, you've been called angry ish. It's like not um yeah, I think I, they say, yeah, I think they say like I don't give a fuck, which is like I think I'm in the middle. But I but I agree with that. Chloe is in the middle. But isn't Tommy Larian angry? Isn't Laura Ingram angry? Isn't the girl who beat up the young boy at the hotel angry? So why is it that they're they're not they're never saying this this angry white woman, but it always is us. And I know this is a conversation we've had over and over again, but I wanted to give it um I wanted to hear your perspectives specifically because though you are three people who I actually respect because I don't really give a fuck what other people say, but uh, so let's start say now I'll start with you since nobody ever really calls you angry <laughs> I, I think no one calls me angry although I very much share the thoughts opinions and emotional reactions that every one of you women share I just think that you know maybe my delivery is a is a little bit different <laughs> like I might be like okay so this isn't you know like or I, I, but where Yamanika is going to be like okay niggas is stupid and you know, and it's just like you know, but I, I think that I think that it's just a it's just it's just a way to perpetuate the fear that they like to say that black people specifically and people of color um cause. And that's just a way to keep the system that oppresses us going. But it's all a false narrative. And so I Think women, period, regardless of who you, what you, what you identify as, if you're black, white, whatever, you should yell when there's cause to yell. It's crazy to me that they don't call white women angry because they're the, they're like the only ones that yell when there's no reason to yell. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every time I yell, it's me saying, uh-uh, what you're not going to do. <laughs> and so it's clearly you have taken me to a point. Like I, I don't come in a room being like, yo, I'm about to like yell at everybody. Like I, for me, I let things really build up until I know exactly what I'm going to say, what has offended me and what needs to be addressed. Um, because if I'm going to yell at you or be angry, I want to provide like um, a clear course of a solution. Like I'm not just going to add fuel to the fire for no reason. Cause I'm like, I want this to be resolved. And I think white women are angry um, one, because they're realizing that they're all not princesses anymore. And there's more people who is looking at them like, you really not that cute girl. So go out here, get a job. There's no manager for you to hit up because we don't give a fuck anymore about your white woman privilege because white men is treating y'all bad. So who, who, how are you going to uplift y'all when your own men is treating y'all like shit? And secondly, and this is not, I'm not even trying to sound crazy, but I do think that there is a large, um, issue with opioids and alcohol abuse when it comes to white women, because they be going out on these blackout rants. And then when you talk to them later on like Good Morning America, they be like, I don't remember what happened. And I've been dealing with emotional distress. And that might be a valid thing. So let's really look at it. If they got drug problems, let's get them the help that they need. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and I'm glad we're going into session like this because I think we've gone through the spectrum of uh, black woman anger. We started with Zainab, who's very, um, and you know, I think Zainab sets her alarm clock to say good morning. And Zainab, you're you're alive or something. What was the thing, Zainab? You said you wake up to your alarm clock says you're Zainab. Be grateful or some shit like that. Like no. <laughs> it's so, that's close, Dominica. That's close. <laughs> Zainab, she wakes up with aspirations and inspirations and you know, really keeping her center. And I think Chloe does a, a really good job of being kind and thoughtful with what she says. And then when she needs to get with you, she can get with you. And I think with me, I just start at getting with you because it doesn't matter. You know, white women have been mad since, you know, they discovered they men was running into sheds and shit trying to fuck us. So, and fucking us. So, you know, they have always been disturbed and always been mad. They've been mad because they continue to align themselves with the white male patriarchy that doesn't support them and only uses them as a, a accessory to gain power. Because without their voice, they don't have the power. And again, we have to also be cognizant that as my cat digs in the litter box, is that part of the narrative that keeps black women in the loop of anger is that we also have black men who go out and reinforce that narrative that anytime that we have something to say as black women, that there is anger that is a part of that. And I don't think it is ang anger. And I'm not really mad at the word anger because I don't care. I just think that when you say someone is angry, it is because you are reducing what they are saying and you are not listening and you have no desire to listen. So you just label it. And I think if black women continue to have our voices and support our voices, it doesn't matter what people think about us, because at the end of the day, we ain't doing nothing no different than anybody else is doing. Absolutely. So I, I'll, I'll share yesterday. I went to pick up a, a prescription and I walk into CVS. I have on my mask. And the security guard is a man of color. I'm not gonna stipulate what kind of man it is because it isn't important, but he's policing us, right? All the people of color who are walking into the CVS. There's a white woman walking around CVS with no mask on and her dog. And it, and it's, there's a sign at the CVS that says, no pets unless it's a, an emotional support animal and everyone must wear a mask. And so I see this older uh, lady dodging this girl because this girl is just walking through the, the aisles like she owns the, the, the thing. and. By the time I got my uh, my medicine and I was walking out, I told the the person at the the counter, I was like, "So everybody else is being policed here, but this woman gets to walk around." And she turns around and she says, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry, I forgot. Mind you, everybody in line behind this bitch looks like Darth Vader. She forgot that she was supposed to be wearing a mask. The pharmacist has a mask. Everybody behind the the cashier uh, the the counters." Everyone around her has on a mask, but she forgot that she had on a mask. So she walks out. She's like, I'll go get it. It's in my car. But as she's walking out with me, she she says, hey, I'm really sorry. I actually really forgot my mask. But that was a bit aggressive. <laughs> and I was like, no, that was not aggressive. I said, aggressive is me beating your ass right now. That's 
aggressive. I said what that was was direct and confrontational because you're being direct and confrontational with your germs while that old lady was dipping and dodging. If you didn't care about anybody in that store, you should have at least cared about the old white lady that was running from you because yeah. you didn't have on a mask. And that's the thing is like she was half, she was a decent person until that privilege came up, right? And so the privilege is who the fuck you think you are talking to me like this? I know I was wrong, but still you shouldn't be talking to me like that. And that is the thing that we have to address going forward because we're now in a position where everybody sees what black people have been talking about. And y'all been treating us like we crazy, like we live in a fucking twilight zone. But you see that there's a double standard. It's very clear. And so now moving forward, whenever anybody says it's not about race, I'm going to tell them, kiss my black ass because your cousins was scaling the motherfucking Capitol Hill like goddamn <laughs> Spider-Man. And they walked out of there with a fucking souvenir. So eat my ass from the back, please. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm I'm here for the eat my ass from the back. <laughs> That's where I'm at. But you know what? And and Chloe and I have talked about this a lot. We did a podcast together. We've done several things together. We've done uh, Chloe and I do a lot of things together where we talk about these issues and also have fun with it. And you know, I, I always respect where Chloe's coming from because she's right. And 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 it comes down to like people treating us crazy. What I will add to that, and when we, especially when we talk about the things that are happening in, at Capitol Hill, is that we keep speaking so loud to people that are not listening about what's going on, and then we keep going, look at what's happening here, see guys, you see? And it's like, they see, they have been saw, they know. They um, are not denying the fact that it's happening. They don't give a fuck. And the more we keep trying to get them to see shit that they already know is happening, the more tired we get. That's why I don't open my mouth unless I need to open my mouth directly about some shit. Um, like I've had my own incident going into CBS, especially on uh, by Stand Up New York on 78th and Broadway where white people run supreme and every person that they decide that they want to police is a person of color coming in, checking to see if you got your bags and stuff. And, you know, I remember walking out one day and there was a white woman in front of me and the alarm went off with her and the alarm went off. It was still going off with me. And it was a black woman behind me. And the black woman stops like, Oh, does somebody need to check my bag? And I told that black woman, I said, come on. I said, the, the, the white woman had the alarm go off on her. Nobody stopped her. So why are you stopping to get checked by them, which they will do. They will check you. They will use any incident that they can to treat you like a nigga. Don't let them treat you like a nigga. They know there's double standards here. They understand that. Do you think that, and I just want to make this very clear and I'm going to be quiet because you know I can run my mouth on this forever. This system that has been created has been upheld by poor, mediocre white people who have been upholding this system of racism because underneath this system of racism is classism. So what happened when we saw these poor, mediocre white hillbillies ransack Capitol Hill, which they should have never had access to do, they should have been blowed the fuck up like all black people would have been if we even had a dream that we were going to do that, is now that white people of a certain class level that have been using poor whites to keep a divide in race are now going, oh my God, we've um, we've sort of mobilized these poor white hillbillies that we wanted to be a scourge on black and brown people 
to think that they're powerful enough to access us. They, they, they're not us. We need to control this. We need to think, yeah, you gave these poor white people too much power. They think that the Capitol is their home. You got a white nigga sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office talking about, this is my office. Nigga, you live in a single wide and you eat spam and you fuck your sister. And I'm sure you don't even pay the rent on the double wide or single wide that you living in. So how the fuck do you think you own any space in Capitol Hill? And I'm done. I'm done for a minute. I, I, I mean, I, I would think, that, I think the question is now what? Because we we can't really say that oh they would have been shot because black people would have been shot it's like no you can't expect the very the very body put in place to oppress like the very body put in place to oppress you can't expect them to not do it so yes we've known all along and now it's like national news and now the rest of the country black or white and everything in between no but now what like there's never been anything really actionable to change. This is just a larger picture of what we see with corporations. It's like, yeah, well, we got our white friends called us. Our white, when George Floyd sat, you know, laid there and died in front of the world, our white friends called us for a week. Now what? You know, when we boycotted whatever that happened, but now what? There's nothing ever actionable. And that's the only thing that's going to make the difference. And I just don't know, speaking of solutions, I don't know what the, the, act, the actionable course is because we are trying to rely on the very thing put in place to police us. But that's the problem. We're relying on that. See, you guys always know about me. I don't give a fuck, right? So whenever I've been, and you all have been in various situations with me where we have um, a, a been approached by white mediocrity or some nonsense, and you know I will sit there and I will look past them and through them and ignore them because we pay too much attention to them. This shit that's happening on Capitol Hill, all these black people running around talking about, we scared, we scared, you should have been scared. We always should be scared because we always in some shit. Let them hee-haw hillbillies, hyped up hee-haw hillbillies, sit there and go for them white people with money and let them white people with money handle them. This is not our battle. We spend too much time worrying about, do they understand where we're coming from? Do they see how we feel? They do, They and they don't give a fuck. So we need to mobilize together. When we had that white week of white people calling and texting and emailing, guess what I did? I went and I I, I watched Zaynab's show in, in a marathon form because I didn't give a fuck. I got on one phone call by mistake because one of my girlfriends called me and I thought she was calling me about some tea that was happening with Brad Pitt. And then I found out that this was a call about, oh, I didn't know racism. There's no way you don't know racism. There's no way you don't know that Karens exist. Oh, why are Karens happening? Because they, you stood across the Thanksgiving table from these niggas. You, they are your family members. That's right. They are your people, and we keep trying to get people. It's the same thing in a fucking relationship. If you were a fuck nigga that can't appreciate who you are, you want to keep telling that fuck nigga to appreciate who you are, or you want to appreciate who you are, and then that fuck nigga gonna be who the fuck he is. We, you know, I, I instructed the people who watch this show to stand back and stand down. Not our circus, not our monkeys. Like, 
it, it, you know, and you and I, we're going to talk about this on your show. So I don't want to get so caught up in this because we're going to do this on your show tonight. Jump in it. I mean, everybody can hear this because some of these people may not. I mean, they should bring their ass to the show tonight. All I mean, Zayn might as well just show up to the show too. Matter of fact, I mean, Zayn, you're not doing something. You might as well just be there. And I was about to say, ask me what I'm doing first. I may have made. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing, Zayn? <laughs> What's going on? I've <laughs> just subscribed to UMC. It's a black network. Oh, so, now it's called All Black. It's called All Black now. It's All Black, and so I may be getting into a good Vivica Fox flick. Oh, yeah. is it? monogamy you gotta watch monogamy that's yeah, my friend so it is hilarious and i oh. know your sensibility so i <laughs> i'm writing it down, I'm writing it, it, down. Is, it is such a fun show it's on umc I, it's on umc at brett dismuke big shout out to my friend brett dismuke actually he runs um the development over there and he was the first person to ever give me a deal to make a movie so he's a black man he's all about um his people and i have a lot of respect for him i um i wanted to say so ooh, this has been a very interesting week to watch so many things unfold the last couple of years have been very interesting with race with regards to race relations in this country um i belong to the group of uh the a group of latin people that um identify with their african heritage they are we are going through a revolution within our own community as to who can claim their blackness who can say that they're they're afro latino who can so we have all of this shit going on that's all by design because it is all divide and conquer which keeps us having conversations that don't move us forward um but i did want to uh, talk about um some of the stories that were up this week and one of them was about the young woman who attacked the young man at the the little the, the child at the hotel and she, when she was called white, she was like, I'm not white, I'm Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. So I gotta talk about that. Cause I gotta, you know, I gotta, I have to address the fact that constantly that you can be Puerto Rican and, and be white. And uh, that is Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican is an, a nationality. It is not a race. And there are a lot of Puerto Ricans who are white, who enjoy a privilege that those of us of darker hues and the darker we get, the lesser the privilege um, don't have. And so um, I wanted to, to get your thoughts on that story because we, I wanted to roast the headlines with y'all because y'all funny. And what I wanted to say about Zainab while we were uh, in, on here talking about how Zainab is so nice and Zainab is not the one who presents. Zainab is a killer because she's cynical and very sarcastic. Y'all, Monique be like, fuck you, fuck your mama, eat a dick, you fuck your sister. But Zainab would be like, I'm regal. <laughs> No, they never be like, now what? Now Zayna goes, now now what made you wake up and think that you could talk to me like that today? Like yeah. who told you that you, you could say that to me? But you want to know what? I reverse engineered white women's stuff. I watched nice. my mom do it when I was younger. I watched my mom. The, the, I, I tell the story all the time. Cracker Barrel, which my mom loves, messed up my mom's pickup order, right? Years ago. And my mom, I just thought it was like, no, they just messed up. Like those are teenagers working at Cracker Barrel, right? My mom went back in there with a robe and some sandals on and said, I am very rich. I am very, very rich. Don't ever forget that if I ever come in here and order anything else, make sure it's right because I am very rich. 
And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Now that Cracker Barrel, they call my mom by name. They thank her for coming in. Like, and we were poor as fuck, but that wasn't in my mom's spirit. And she let them know that. And so now, you know what I'm saying? My favorite thing to do is ignore a white woman that needs attention. My favorite thing to do is to be above, you know what I'm saying? To like look above the, 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 the racist in the world. I just love it. They feel terrible. It makes me feel wonderful. I know I've had the distinct pleasure of roaming a Whole Foods with you. <laughs> I can't hear you, Yeah, Zaynab will definitely get you together. I think there's all different approaches and all pro approaches are accurate for every person. Um, you know, Zaynab has definitely said things to me as a sister where I was like, oh, I, oh she gathered my spirit. Okay, and I got gathered, right? Because I can get gathered too. But I want to address this comment. I think all the ladies here should address this comment that is up. Um, I think it's dangerous to assume that all these folks are hillbillies who live in trailers. Um, there have already been people who own store chains in attendance. And what I want to, and I want to just speak respectfully to the sister about this type of comment because I understand what you're saying, but what what I the, the point I'm making is a larger point. Yes. Racism is upheld and through different chains and, and tiers, right? So you got the ground level, which is the hee-haw hillbilly that will lose their life, sacrifice themselves for a country that they have been told is theirs, even though they are just as disenfranchised as people of color. Just the semblance of them being white and having some power in whiteness is what makes them the foot soldiers. And then, of course, you have all the tears leading up to the white, old, white male patriarchy that continues to run this country, that has its secret societies, that keeps things in place to keep us all disenfranchised. I am not forgetting about that structure. What I think we need to illuminate is oftentimes when we speak about white people, we speak about them in a way that puts them on this upper tier that, oh, rich white people and white people are so magnificent and rich and it's the powerful white people. And we forget that most of this country is poor and disenfranchised. And again, the people that uphold and will fight for white old white male patriarchy supremacy are these poor hillbillies who think that they are on the same level as this rich white male, which is right now Donald Trump is, is the faceplate for that. And they are not getting any of the benefits that he is getting, which is why you see so many hillbillies out here supporting Donald Trump. And when this is over and Donald Trump is no longer president, he's going to go back to being the same white man that partied with P. Diddy. Do you understand that this man that they think is, is he doesn't give a fuck about race. He uses race to his advantage. He knows that there's a class system that he's keeping in place so that he never has to. And this is the most Donald Trump has ever interacted with heightened hee-haw hillbillies. This is why Melania had his trucks ready the day that they said that nigga was done. She was like, I want to get the fuck away from them. I'm tired of smelling spam and seeing uh, Walmart hats everywhere and Salvation Army gear. I'm tired. They're rich. They don't want to be around this. That's right. I, I mean, uh, obviously, it there is a problem with, with education, right? Because when we talk about history and we talk about civics, 
quite a few people in this country haven't had an appropriate lesson. And the, and it is indicative in the way that they have this has this whole thing has played out. But it's also um, I, I've studied cults, right, because I come from a religion that is considered a cult. Right. And I, I watch uh, the way the behaviors of these people. I've watched evangelists today talking about how they're going to Washington, D.C. on January 20th because Donald Trump is really the president. And they know that Jesus appointed him and they don't care about what anybody else is saying. So all reason is out of the window because when we when we start talking about and when and 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 to your point. So I don't want to forget because somebody made the point here. People are talking about hillbillies. There were elected officials that were out there with a black glove on holding up a black fist, white men holding up a black fist, including Donald Trump in solidarity with those thugs and, and criminals that took over the Capitol. So let's not forget that those are elected officials. These are the yeah. people that some of y'all voted for. But it goes, deep. it goes really deep. And that's the thing that we, that's the thing that we're, I'm so glad that white people are seeing. It's like, it's not just that one bad officer. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that there are people on both sides of the aisle politically and also people who are in places of authority who also believe that Donald Trump should remain president. And so how do you get those people to do their job instead of being um, beholden to their cult of personality? So that is a big, I'm telling you, it, the trouble's not over. I'm just letting y'all know that on the low, like, like trouble's not over. So y'all better be prepared. I also so, think this was a person, oh, I'm sorry, Ida. No, 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 no. The person who commented while the, while the conversation, the context is very heavy, you can't forget that we're all four comedians and it is anybody and we're all four friends. And if you know Yamanika, she ain't going to leave a joke on the table. So when you hear her say he'll and I, and he ain't even paying the rent in a double wide, this problem, it's like, just relax. Don't do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's a very, that's a very specific thing to say about people that are storming. So just understand you're also, you're also watching comedians who in all of this, heavy talk are going to try and bring a little bit of levity. So give us the room and the grace for that. <laughs> Zainab, stay with this grace, girl. She stay wanting grace. I can't. I'm just saying because let me, people narrow like the space, you know, like the space to, well, are we, well, we, well, let's be mindful not to, well, we should be, and it's like, ah, let your pants, just relax. Give us the space that we need to do what we do and also address these very real things. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's address the real uh the real travesty that is this young Puerto Rican girl, all of a sudden who's Puerto Rican, who tackled a 14-year-old black kid in a hotel in New York City because she believed that he stole her iPhone. And when presented with the security footage, she was like, Well, I want to apologize if he believes that I bitch, we saw you tackle that boy down down and also people of color and people who say that they are people of color don't say that you're a person of color because you don't want to be called racist like just own your you can be a person of color and still be racist against black people or people of other races don't sit up here and be like my mama came across the santa maria that departed from uh <laughs> barbados and i know i got some color in me so i can't hate niggas shut the fuck up miha yeah <laughs> we don't say miha that we say mama 
<laughs> we have a problem also where we so black and white. So soon as we see something, we go white, black, white. And 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 let's identify. I don't even know what to say first because we had a situation at the cellar, and I've talked about this before, where this white woman came. She, you know, so the cellar has the cellar proper. Then you have um, the um, uh, 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 um, uh, <laughs> the a, fat black. Fat black. That's how long we've been away from. <laughs> Comedy. I don't forgot the damn club names. <laughs> the bar is a bar. Bar. Oh, it's fat black around the corner. So right. the fat black is where the comics would hang out. So that's like or our the, lounge or yeah. the underground. Was it the underground? Yeah, yeah. No, it's upstairs. But she was at the underground. She got kicked out of the underground because she was drunk and she was with her people. They thought it was her mother and dad. They, the mother and dad left her because they done known this bitch for like 25 years and they like, this bitch does this shit all the time. She'll make her way home. Then she went from the underground upstairs to fat and she started saying that people had stole her phone. She was going up, she was saying the security guard stole her phone, somebody had her phone. So now I'm sitting at a table at the olive tree, which is above the cellar. And I'm sitting with Godfrey and we like laughing and joking. I see this white woman now. Godfrey's back to the door. I'm looking at the door coming up. And I see this white woman and they I see one of the security guards trying to stop her. And she's like, no, you, you, they got my phone. They have my phone. He's got my phone. And then she comes up to, I was astounded. She comes to Godfrey and she goes, you have my phone. And Godfrey was like, I ain't got, you know, he's like, look, you can look, I don't have your phone. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, you know, she goes, no, you stole my phone. You stole my phone. This is at the cellar. When the bitch came to me, I, and this is what I mean about where I am with the nonsense. I said, bitch, if you even drop one fucking toe to over here to tell me I have your fucking phone, I'm going to drop kick you in your fucking face. And I meant that shit. So what happened was... She, she moved this way behind me, and I think it was Jackie Fabulous, and it might have been Joyelle, and Cypher Sounds was at the comic table back there. She goes over to Cypher and goes, you stole my phone. You stole my phone. He has my phone. He stole my phone. And now it's all commotion in the cellar. They get this woman out. Now, this is in the East Village, okay? Not even five minutes later, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six police officers storm into the fucking cellar, right? And she's, he's got my phone, he's got, and she walks back to Cypher, and of course Cypher's piece, like, I don't have her phone, I don't even know this woman. And the security guards are trying to tell the cops she's been saying this, she's crazy, and the cop goes to Cypher and goes, Give her back her phone. Do you have her phone? Give her her phone. And Syph, of course, is fucking furious. And you really should have him come on and tell this story. He's furious. And he's like, why are you asking me if I have her phone? I don't even know this woman. And I just remember telling Syph, while this cop's standing there, I said, don't open your fucking mouth to them, to these fucking cops. I said, one white woman said her phone was stolen in the East Village where there's fucking prostitution, niggas ODing, all kinds of theft happening, crimes every fucking where. The East Village ain't no kind of nice place. And they got enough backup to have six fucking cops walk into the fucking cellar and ask black comics, do they have this white bitch's phone? On top of the fact I said, everybody you're asking has television fucking credits all over TV, touring all over the fucking country, and you asking us, 
Do we have some poor white bitch's phone that looks like she shops at strawberries? No offense to strawberries. Not I, strawberry, I, girl. Okay, because every outfit I bought from strawberries, if I didn't wear it in the store, I would have my strawberries jacket. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, I'm but you know what? They also fit people. They don't do big girls right. I don't even is strawberries even open anymore. I mean, this is such a this is such a New York thing. Is strawberries open? I, they online, girl. Everybody's online now. It's strawberries, yeah. big bitches. They call it a uh, watermelon because that's our size. But that's what I think. An actionable thing is I think we need to start a um, petition and make it a you know a national like prop or legislate that people get. Um, time like serious time and have to pay fines for for and i know that there's like there is a such thing as false police reporting but i think that everyone if we if we if you're caught on video saying he's coming he's hitting me and nobody you know what i'm saying like those false accusations i think you should be prosecuted very heavily i think that that would stop people from we have to prosecute too because you know what the homeboy that was in Central Park, he dropped the charges against that bitch. She called the cops twice on his ass. And then you have to say, it's always the black people going, uh, you know, we don't want to press charges. We just want them to understand how they feel. Fuck that. I want to press all the charges that are there. A part yeah. of the problem in America is we have an attack on people of color because that is there. That's what keeps the, the system moving. That's how people make racism as an import and an export in America that funds America. And then on top of it, you have the people that are victimized by racism also going, but we don't want to be a problem, but we don't want to be like them. We don't, fuck that. But maybe you know how like you know how like with murder or like you don't have to have it's it's against the people. There's so, maybe we can change it so that it's not like guy in a park versus that woman. Maybe it's like okay, no, we've defined this as a threat to society. So now this she can be prosecuted or charged and prosecuted whether or not he wants to press charges or not. Yeah. Like, they're really we really have to start. Listen, with that black love of all that stuff, the, all them legal things, all that, all them wording and stuff like that, that most of us don't pay attention to or understand that it's really governing everything. That's what we need to attack. And that's what we need to focus on changing. You can't let people, when the Capitol Hill shit happened, they let them walk. They said, we want y'all to leave. When that, when that woman tackled that little boy, they let her leave. When yep. that woman came walking into the cellar, guess what she did? They said, well, how, do you, how can we check your phone? She goes, hold on a second. Let me call my phone. The bitch had her fucking phone. That was the end of the story. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's a Scooby-Doo murder mystery, girl. And we all get Scooby snacks because these niggas is nuts. You, you can't play a nuts game with sanity. You also have to be nuts. That's why I get nuts. I get nuts with them. What are you talking about? When that bitch walked over to me, I got nuts. I want you to say that I stole your phone so I can kick you in your fucking face. I'm jury. I'm the police now. I'm the I'm the lawyer because you're not going to do it with me. If, if a white woman comes and grabs your phone, 
you snatch the shit back and you tackle that bitch down. And when the cops are there and you sitting on her like that fat figure was sitting on the Tin Man in the Wiz, and he was going, you sit on that bitch like you in the Wiz and tell the cops, I'll get up and let the bitch breathe when you press charge it. I'm sorry. I love the word, um, by the way. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and we don't hate white women. We all have a lot of white well, friends. I mean, I was to say that. Of course we don't. You know how many white women in my phone? It was a joke. It was a joke. And you we got more white friends that. than all of us. Yeah, y'all need more white friends. Yamnika stay with white friends. Yamnika got a lot of white friends. I can't she get be, rid of them. I can't get be, rid of them. She be holding their babies and everything. They know her by name. They call her Miss Yam. Babies, I'm the godmother. I can't get rid of them. So, so I and I don't mean to like you know make a left, but you want make a left, make a left. But I might have a different opinion because I noticed that the, that the girl sat down with Gail. Yeah. The caption was the oh the girl disrespected Gail. And I felt like that's right. I felt like I felt like that that girl's interview sounded almost exactly like the little girl who sat down at the red table talk. It sounded like, well, I'm young and I'm sorry, and one mistake shouldn't define me. That is the exact sentence. And it's like, why do we keep taking interview? Why do we keep giving them a platform? Why do we keep at giving them the space in the fucking grave to tell them that we saw it? We saw it. So what else do we need to talk about? So the fact that she was like, yeah, it's like, that's what you, why is she here? Why is she here? I, I agree. And I do, but I do think that in this particular case, this, I don't know if Gail did it or the girl just, just that dumb, but she's super hard incriminated herself. So she just solidified that family's civil, uh, civil, what's it called when you sue somebody? Uh, lawsuit. Yeah. Civil suit. Because she was like, well, I didn't, but I did. And I thought he had my phone. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was like, this is the part. And I, as a journalist and me, I always am so quick to be like, answer them back, like go double down on that right there. So she goes, well, at the end of the day, you know, that his father uh, beat me and, and like attacked me and dragged me. And I wanted to be like, yes, because during that day, you dragged his son. So at the end of the day, you got dragged. Like that, like to me, but, it's just like that's, that's what Gail said. Like Gail did all of that, but guess what? We saw all of that. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. So y'all, you know, you just, you, I, the article started yeah, with, like shouldn't even really report this. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. You know what? And this this is why we're here right now because we keep normalizing bullshit. We keep giving a platform to the poison. And then we wonder how we got here. And, and so even when people talk about this Donald Trump thing, yeah, Fox News is complicit. So is CNN. So is MSNBC. They continue to give that foolishness a, a platform. Every time a Karen acts up, we don't need to hear her side of the story. We saw who you are because who you are is what you just showed us in this moment of conflict. Everybody's cool when they're cool. When the shit gets rough, that's who you are. So mm -hmm. I don't want to hear about you. I don't want to hear that bullshit about you. The lady in Arizona who got slapped by the Mexican girl, the husband was crying. They, they interviewing him. Well, she didn't take her meds. Fuck all of that. Yeah. There is no medication. <laughs> 
No, it's the truth. And it's it, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Why are we listening to the other side when the other side is evil and wicked? To justify it? it uh, uh, R. Kelly, he got molested. Join the club, motherfucker. Join the, the club, nigga. Everybody got molested. We all watch Precious. Now, let me tell you something. Part of it is it's a two-sided thing, right? Because let's be real. They're going to report on it because it's business and people going to watch. So it's not even at Gail's table. Gail is a, is a journalist and she's going to try to do her shit and she want people to watch. And then at the end of the day, we either watch the shit or we don't watch the shit. So we stop watching the shit. They're going to stop putting the shit out there. That um the, the little girl, Bella, whatever her name is, she didn't need to go on Red Table Talk, but they knew that was going to be sensationalized. They was going to put up there. But Gammy said it the best. Nobody cares about what you're going through right now. And here's where you can really tell if people are apologetic about the things that they do. When that girl, Bella, whatever her damn name is, went up there and talked about this college fraud shit that didn't nobody give a fuck about at this point. Because, girl, we don't went through a race war. We don't went through the pandemic. Donald Trump is president. George Floyd and a whole bunch of other people done been killed. We still saying her name. Breonna Taylor just hasn't been. We don't forgot about Aubrey. About the like, we, girl, we got so much shit going on. Your shit is so minuscule at the point it is. The world is on fire and burning. Nobody cares if your bangs look right. But what they should have told that bitch is when you come on here and you want sympathy for what you went through, it would have been nice for you to sit down and give us the names of all the black women that have been put in jail for just trying to get their kids in a better school system because the school system where their child is zoned in is failing them. Yeah, I agree with you. I, well, I, I actually disagree with that. While I agree with that statement, black like that, the, the the red table talk should have said no. That is where their ultimate power is to say no, and they should have started the episode with so and so, whatever her name is, asked to be on here. But instead, we are going to spend the next half hour talking about all the black women that went to jail trying to get their child into another school. And that's what the fuck they should have did. Because mm -hmm. guess who watches the black the black table, the red table? We do. We watch red table. I brought this up to you and I said, and I said they should have said that. And you said that that would have broken the no, fourth no, wall. No, 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 Chloe. You said that they should have said, listen, we just all about the ratings. Y'all know what we're doing. They oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They can't That's say true. that, but what they can do is they could flip it. She asked to come on here. Gammy said that she had this problem. We feel this way. And so instead, we chose to do this. We chose to bring on these women and give them a platform. And I'm not trying to blame Gail, but I know Gail signed a uh, uh, 300 something million dollar contract just a couple of months ago. So they want to keep Gail. So Gail could say, no, 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 I'm not talking to that. I'm not talking to that little oh, girl. Yeah. I would have actually I what I want them to, I what I want Gail to do is I want Gail to stop well no I don't want to tell her what to do but I would appreciate if she wasn't the only person that got to interview race related subjects yeah, because I would I am Gail yeah, like let, yeah 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 that's, that's what they paying her for because Gail is a part of the system that we all know there's a system behind it like if there's a reason why you okay let me just say this real quick say that we agree and i just want to say this also thank you to everybody who's been donating i don't i know i don't know how you do shout outs here and i get slack for shout outs but uh roger and a few he put 49.99 now i don't know why he didn't just add a penny and make it 50 but maybe they took a penny for processing so we want to appreciate you for doing that but what i want to say is 
Zaynab, we agree. I agree that the girl should not have been on the show. What what I was saying was, now that the girl is on the show and 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 we're looking at her, how you know how somebody is trying to rectify a situation or get themselves vindicated is by the information that they present to exactly. show that they are aware. Yeah. And that girl, the only thing she mentioned was that she going to to pat the some Gundo. And it's like, girl, Elsa Gundo's right next to LAX. So was you on a flight on your way patting them kids in the head and Elsa Gundo? So I don't, you know, like we need to hold people accountable and but we need to also understand our biggest problem is people about this, about this, right? Because I run around and I say a lot of truths all the time and I say it to the detriment of my career. You don't think I could be out here on movies and stuff? I'm very entertaining and engaging and I do a lot of characters. I'm classically trained in the theater, but what I won't do is I won't just keep sitting here acting like black people don't have problems, people of color don't have problems, and women don't have problems. And unfortunately, we when we say shit like this, we are talking to a lot of white women who are still making money and putting money into things, and we are still, when we go to try to pitch shows, you know what they say to us? Does it fit into a this demographic or that demographic? They don't think that the black demographic is a demographic that they have to promote to. They think they could just give black people anything and we don't watch it because it's black. But when they give something to white people, to give them something very specific, and you can't be the type of personality on a show that white people are going to watch, and then they feel uh, intimidated by you because you're speaking truth. If you don't speak to a white male um, a demographic between the ages of 18 to 35, they ain't fucking with you. So what's important is we have to start making our, our groups important and powerful, and we can. If black women can keep the hair in this, do you know how they are cloning babies now? I, that's not true, but I'm just saying it for the joke. They cloning babies in India to keep hair going. Because black women is buying Indian hair. They don't have enough babies. They done ran, they done, now they got to shave down lambs and shit in India because they done ran out of babies and balled out. We, it's a billion dollar business. They should it's start cloning babies for hair. They've been cloning vegetables for 20 years now. But Yamanika, what, I, what I'm asking is, and I understand, I understand the money of it. So, and I understand why if, I understand when you say to the detriment of your career, see, a year of no gigs, if you turn down a show, that could change your life in a negative way, right? A pandemic affected you negatively. Guess who was not affecting? Jada Pinkett Smith. So if we can't be truthful and, 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 be, and be educational and put out the right stuff to our audience when we're at the top, then when do we ever get to do it? That's I agree. What I'm saying. Because we have all, all four of us have been willing to sacrifice, not at that level, because we want to make sure that we are responsible because it matters to us. So why can't someone who is at the top of the food chain in this business say, that's not okay? But that's, that's, how, not that's, how, but that's how she got, I'm not, and I love Jada Pinkett. She's a Baltimore girl. You know how I get down with my people. But you know, let's understand there's been a lot of tiptoeing, people tiptoe through the tulips to get where they are. Just like this young lady here, uh, Marie Morton Williams puts a comment, right? And, and again, I'm not disrespecting nobody, but the comment is like, no, don't ever say that everybody has their own individual beauty. Don't focus on skin color, beauty. Like my family is a different hues and textures. It makes the world a rainbow and lovely. We all know that. I, I, I 
want to be very clear. We get that. Whenever black women, especially dark black women, are talking about the shit that is happening to us, all of a sudden, don't hate on the light women. Don't hate on the bright women. Don't hate on the... Nobody's hating on them. But we cannot continue to lower our voices so that we keep being... The, why do black women always have to be the people that keep inclusion pumping and going? Yeah. And I, and I think to me, like something that triggers me um, is when people tell me to be the bigger person when I yeah. am rightfully hurt. Right. Yeah. And I and I had a dear friend of mine tell me that he was like, can you just be the bigger person? And I was like, well, who is speaking up for me the way you want you speaking up for this person that you want me to um, keep in mind their feelings? Who's keeping my feelings in mind? And I think a lot of times that's the thing that nobody keeps our feelings in mind. No one says, what can I do to make sure that Chloe feels comfortable or Zaynab or Yamanika feels comfortable or I feel comfortable coming into the situation? Nobody preps us before we walk into a room. We just get ambushed because they know, oh, they're black or they're a woman of color and they're strong. They'll figure it out. They'll maneuver. They'll handle it because we've been handling it. And the reason why we've been handling it is because we keep being put in these situations, not because the system has changed, is that we've had to adapt because no one else is going to take into consideration our feelings, our truth, our honesty, our goals. And it's like the, the thing that we always say is like, we got to wake, make a way out of no way. And that's literally the existence. When you are a black woman in this country, you have to make a way out of no way. And people expect you to show results, right? Yeah. You can't be a bum. You can't be a bum black woman. It is almost unheard of. You cannot be a bum black woman. It's not allowed. It's exhausting. It is exhausting to always uh, have to uh, be told that you have to work twice as hard to get half as much. I understand my privilege in being uh, having a lighter complexion, the texture of my hair. I don't operate in denial about the reality. I don't walk around saying that a white woman's rape doesn't matter because she's white and I'm darker than her or I'm, I'm a woman of color. But the realities of it is, is that especially, I believe that if you really are a true ally, you will use your privilege and you will dismantle your own privilege to create equity for others. Mm -hmm. And that is something that when we talk about this, I did like girls and, and the people on light girls got ambushed because they kept saying dumb shit. Like the dark skinned girls kept pulling my hair and they kept cutting my face. And I was like, you can't demonize dark skinned black women for the, the results of white supremacy. The reason we all have these feelings is because they told us this bullshit and we believed it so that they could hold us down. But it is important for us to understand what our privilege is. Cause someone just in the comments, a Puerto Rican girl just said, so I'm a lighter skinned Puerto Rican and my grandmother was dark. Does that mean I can't claim my African ancestry? 100% you can claim your African ancestry. What you cannot do is walk around claiming that your experience is that that is equivalent to someone of a darker hue than you who has to operate in a skin that walks about the planet being uh, compromised just because of the complexion of their skin. And we, and Latinos, those of you who watch, I appreciate you. I believe that it is important for us to have these conversations because we walk around on that bullshit sometimes talking about, well, I'm Puerto Rican, so you know, I, I'm 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 black and, and you all have blonde hair and you're not black and you are okay in life 
because of that one thing, you enjoy certain privileges. And to say that is insulting to someone who's darker than you who doesn't enjoy that privilege. And I, our people, my people, Latin people, Latinx people, we are a little bit behind in this conversation because we are just now starting to open up and have these conversations. Y'all from New York, y'all know what it is because you've been around a dark-skinned Dominican person that will tell you they're not black. Mm -hmm. It's not a figment of my imagination. And it is okay to claim your blackness when it's real. But if you look like you're from Spain, you can't go around telling people that you're black and, or that yeah. you understand the black experience or that you experience it because it's insulting and it is, it's opportunistic. It's only when it's in, in your favor that you're doing it. And, and that's what that girl did. I'm not white, I'm Puerto Rican. You can be both. And what you did was you use your whiteness and that security guard or that manager sided with you because you are the victim in that moment because that's what happens with white women, right? The salt of the earth. They're always always in need of protection from everybody else while they infiltrate everybody else. And, and these are just, this is the truth. Go ahead. Yeah. If you have to tell people your genetic recipe ingredients, you ain't living the life of a person who is constantly judged for being a person of color. If you got to sit there and be like, I'm 6% this on my mom. Like you're not living, you're not walking a day in our shoes. And if that woman was a darker hue and she walked into the Aloft hotel in Soho, New York and said, this boy has my phone. They would have said, ma'am, get out of the hotel. Right. Please leave. Especially with them coming out the elevator. Yeah. Like, coming, you know, and I want to say this real quick and I want to I want to say something real quick and then I want to address a point that I would like uh, to uh, have Zainab illuminate because uh, it really came from her. I just want to say to Xander Cage at three minutes, three uh, 53 p.m. He said, Yamanika seems like she does a lot of loud talking, but doesn't really say well thought out shit. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. Now, because <laughs> I get this a lot because I say, first of all, my shit may not be thought out. I didn't write a script to get here, nigga. And let me tell you who else shit ain't thought out. Tommy Loren, Donald Trump, and a bunch of white niggas that have a big platform. So before you come for me, come for them. And when you, after you come for them, don't even think about coming for me. And what happens is when you're saying truth and you're not saying it in a delicate way, right? And you are, especially as a woman, and you're coming with a lot of heat and masculinity, then people want to downgrade what you're saying. They want to reduce. Because see, first of all, look how gorgeous I look. So I'm fine as shit. And I'm going to tell you how the fuck it is, just like one of your niggas. And I don't give a fuck, right? I don't give a fuck. Because at this point in time, if anything that I've said has not registered in your fucking brain that there is reality. If you haven't heard anything out of my fucking mouth, all these people are saying they agree and they understand and they've experienced it, then you either a fucking tired ass coon or you an ignorant ass nigga. Either way, if you a cracker, go eat a cracker. If you not, go eat a cracker still. And see, this is what comes into play when like Zaynab, you can put all four of us back on the screen. Thank you for my spotlight. Is when Zaynab... <laughs> And shout out to the baby girl who's doing the behind the scenes. We appreciate her. Shout out to Raja who finally put $14.99. Sometimes we just got to tell niggas, give us a little bit more because you know it's, you know we split the screen. Now, when they when we talk about the say her name, right? And Zaynab brought up a point that I want her just can you introduce that? Because I think that's a very important topic we should be talking about as we got all these women of color sitting here, how they trying to bastardize say her name. <laughs> um, 
Well, no, no, it's fine. It's actually fine. Like I feel, I hope that everyone knows. If you don't know, say her name was a hashtag started for the Sandra Blands, the Breonna Taylors, the black women who have been uh, brutalized, un, uh, un, like for no reason, brutalized or killed by the police. And we're not hearing anything about it. Nobody's marching about the only people uh, screaming out about it and posting about it and asking for justice and seeking justice are black women. And that's where say her name came from, the hashtag say her name. And so when the idiots and the domestic terrorists that stormed the white, stormed the Capitol building the other day, one of them got shot and killed, rightfully so, but so because that's what should happen to terrorists. And, and nobody knew her name. They weren't putting the articles out of her name, but who cares about her name? Who cares except her family probably, you know, but on Twitter, that same group of hateful, racist, ignorant people that are trying to perpetuate mediocrity, being okay and whiteness, just just being white, being okay. They try to co-opt the hashtag, say her name for this terrorist woman. And I th thought that that was inflammatory it was insulting it was offensive it was it's just it's just wrong and i'm just tired of it i'm really really tired of it even earlier when ida said that you know elected officials put on a black fist a black yeah. fist was used at the olympics do you understand what these right yeah. That's the that's, that's that's black. You know what I'm saying? Like to 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 you try and co you. I mean you you've co-opted everything. You've co-opted every single thing that we contribute culturally. You want to co-opt our struggle as well? It's just like it's ridiculous to me. So so yeah, I was on um uh Twitter last night, and I want to say shout out to all the people giving me shout outs. And a, a young gentleman, Chris says he has two beautiful black daughters and. And 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 speak life into them, and and we'll be here to give them as much guidance as we can. We none of the women here are not trying to be examples for beautiful young uh, black women and young black women of color who are coming into this new generation. That is our goal and our aim because we had women before her, us that were examples. So we appreciate the comments and we appreciate you guys being here. But I was on Twitter last night and I was seeing comments like, "Well, if you can say George Floyd." Then why does it? Why can't we say this? And, and they try to put this reverse racism thing that constantly becomes a narrative with us. Is like whenever we are complaining about injustice or what's happening to us, and we say things like "hillbilly" or "cracker" in the process, then they go, "Oh, well, you can't do that. that's racism. That's reverse racism." Uh, why are you guys always playing the race card? And I've always said you can't play a card that's not in the deck, right? And y'all keep putting it in the deck. That's why it keeps getting played. I think. I don't know what the solution is to this say her name thing because they have co-opted. Um, but it is disheartening that so many women have been, a women of color have been abused. And some of their stories have not even been told and have not made the headlines because people don't think it's important. And then now you wanna find a way to make this woman uh, this woman, Ashley, I forget her last name, a victim. And she was, the difference between her and Breonna Taylor's, like Zaynab said in her post, Breonna Taylor was in her bed sleep. This That's woman was actively pursuing. Yeah, she's a domestic terrorist. That's what she <laughs> is. It's yeah. just no way about around it. Yeah. I mean, but, you don't get, you can't get shot if you're not inside the Capitol. 
but you can though. You can if you sleep in your house, minding your own business. Well, that's, yeah, that's true. If you're black, and the, and I agree with that. And and listen, this is what I was gonna say is a lot of times we contribute in those hashtags uh, to trend because we respond to them. Or and when we we respond, we include the hashtag, and then that contributes to the hashtag trending. And so what I, I made a decision to I, I haven't been on social media this week because I it's too toxic, but I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not responding. I'm not. We have to turn our backs on these people. They have too much attention, which is why they continue to show out. If you have a toddler and the toddler breaks stuff and everybody laughs going to go back and break something else mm -hmm. and that's what happens and so they are continuously they they see in themselves they're on in on the front page of papers they're on the on the websites people keep posting their pictures the they are enjoying this moment the lady that broke into pelosi's office office did a live video was laughing she thought it was funny where is the FBI? Come get them. You got pictures of all of them. You know you I got really don't even find the, the, the guy, They got four pictures. And we're going to talk about this tonight because that's where I really want us to roast these four niggas they keep saying they can't find. And even when they go to find them, they just want to ask them some questions. You got one white nigga dressed like Braveheart. You mean you can't find this nigga? Because first of all, he looked like he don't have no car. And you know hillbillies will walk up I-95 with no problem. So you know he walked from, from Utah all the way to the Capitol. Go find a nigga. He just made it to, like, uh, Nebraska. Now, also, you can't find this hee-haw hillbilly that was sitting there doing a full interview, holding up a piece of paper with his address on it, talking about his name is Big O. And he got the nerve to be uh, a founder of some right-wing gun group. Then they got a picture of a white nigga with a... Tune in tonight. We're going to roast these niggas. One of these niggas is holding a Paul Malls in his mouth. With this, this is how current the picture is. The flames from the shit is still actively going in the picture. And they can't find him. And they talk about this nigga is the, is the founder of the Proud Boys in Hawaii. How many Proud Boys do you think is in Hawaii? All them Hawaiian people out there looking delicious. And it's four hee-haw hillbillies running around talking about they a proud boy p.s you got to be the worst nigga in the proud boys if they let you open your division up in hawaii because some niggas got new york some niggas got atlanta and la and you got the hawaii branch <laughs> I, what i wanted to say though that was that was a very telling about um he was dressed like a viking and someone yesterday where I was um, made a very good point that that and the point was that if we all went away, if there was a mass exodus of black and brown people in this country and we all disappeared, they would turn on each other because that's what they do. And so that is why it was so funny, because whatever statement he thought he was making, all people saw were barbarian, savage you know, Neanderthal, like they didn't, they didn't see anything that was powerful, not people, because the people who have any, uh, 74 million people voted for Donald Trump, but 74 million people did not show up at the Capitol because right. a lot of those people were voting for Donald Trump because they were, they wanted to maintain the status quo. They're, they're voting for tax breaks. They're voting to maintain their privilege, but they're not going to be publicly fucked up with that element because they don't see themselves as that. 
they just are so engulfed in their own privilege. They don't give a shit about us. And but they got they're not going on. You at the Capitol at the beginning during the pandemic, you got time and you don't care about a virus. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You got time, so we know you ain't got no job, which yep. goes back to Yamanita and paying rent. That's why mm -hmm. she said it, because if you did, we know you ain't got a job. No, they filed unemployment. They claim that day. And see, what happens is unemployment for this week, they need to ask. Uh, were you available to uh, work every <laughs> days? Your ass walking from Utah to the damn state capitol? Because this nuts. I just want to say this real quick. If you want to watch the show tonight, it is live with Yamanika. You can go to YouTube. You can type in live with Yamanika or just type in Yamanika. Um, the notification is already up for the show. I will have all these women on the show tonight. It's an awesome show. You can also check out uh, Chloe's show. Chloe, why am I always branding shit? You can check out Chloe across America. She got all her videos up on YouTube. Really support this, uh, you know, um, this uh, group of people who are doing their thing. Zaynab has her podcast, Honesty. And also, Zaynab need to be getting to work because I'm waiting for her to get her show going off the ground again. I, I don't know what happened. Season two. Uh, 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 show, so. Who get, who get a FaceTime call? Who, 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 who get Ida, are you Ida, Ida, who calling you? Who calling you right now, Ida? Ida, Ida, mute the call, girl. Ida, you don't know how to mute the call? She, she mute herself. Ida, come on. Who's calling you, Ida? No, 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 Yam. Who's calling you, Ida? You. No, it ain't me. That was you. My phone is dry. Let me tell you how how dry my phone is. When I call Spectrum today to make sure they get their shit together next week, the guy sounded cute. And I was like, how are you doing today? <laughs> What's going on over there? What, 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 what call set are you calling from, sir? Um, I'm going to post the link for the show for Yamanika. Um, Y'all are hilarious, yo. We got to do this like once a month because this is so... Uh, it's just, it's like gospel. Um, I wanted to make sure that people knew how they could find each and every one of you and support what you're doing because my audience actually supports. They actually show up and they watch and they they repost. So um, Yamanika, you told them about the show. Tell them where they can find you on social media. Just at yeah, Yamanika. Yeah, just everything at Yamanika, and uh, we all cross over on each other's stuff. So you'll see me on something these ladies are doing. Yes, absolutely. Um, you can go to chloehilliard.com or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Chloe underscore Hilliard. Uh, my book, F Your Diet, is available wherever books are sold. Um, I also recorded the audio book, so you can listen to it if you don't like reading books. Um, and my show, Chloe Across America, will be coming back later this month. Zainab. Um, every social media platform is Zainab Johnson, Z-A-I-N-A-B Johnson, exactly how it's spelled. Um, I have a podcast called Honest Tea with Z available everywhere you get podcasts. And I do a live show on YouTube and Facebook, a relationship podcast with another comedian, Sydney Castillo, um, every week, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. So you guys can check 1 p.m. Pacific time. So you can check that out. Thanks for having me, Ida. I'm glad you're here. Um, and if you want to know, uh, if Sydney Castillo, you can always find in my comment section telling me to go to bed. Um, <laughs> <you're my> laughter, <laughs> fresh after a post. 
Um, we uh, These women are all stand-up comedians, so look them up, watch their stand-up. They have something to say. Um, we don't, uh, we're not uh, jesters. We are actually professional stand-up comedians. Everybody has a point of view and are funny and accomplished in their own right. I want to say thank you to everybody who showed up. And um, we will be on, Yamanika, tell them again where, where they can find it because it's, you guys. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's tonight. It's every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's called Live with Yamanika. And it's just going to be more of the same from today. Ida, I can't thank you enough for having us on. We all respect you and love you so much. You I love you back. voice. You have such a great energy. And every time I come on here, your audiences, except for that other nigga, is the best. <laughs> so y'all know I'm happy. <laughs> um, so thank you all for showing up. I appreciate you all being here. I'm a reflection of you. And this is what I wanted to say, which is really petty of me, because I get attacked a lot by uh, some of my own people in the, the Afro-Latino space. And I, I have my, my own friends that are my friends that understand me and know me for who I am. And when I do something that's problematic, they don't have a problem checking me because this is who we are. So I wanted my friends to be on here because I needed that energy today because a lot of y'all motherfuckers on the internet are just haters and toxic. And you don't really give a shit about a cause. You just want to take somebody else's place. So learn to... As women and women of color, black women, Latina women, we don't have to, uh, we can love ourselves and respect black American women and understand their journey. And we don't have to um, exploit black American people when it's convenient and then reject them when we're experiencing great things in our lives and feel like we don't need them. Black American people have paved the way for Latinos in this country through civil rights movements, the civil rights movement and many other things. And we benefit greatly from all of the things that they do to make America a better place for them. So I believe in black and brown solidarity. Um, it lives in my home. I believe in it wholeheartedly. And I wanted to show what an example of sisterhood and solidarity really looks like because at the end of the day, the majority of the opportunities that I have had in the entertainment business have been granted to me by Black American women. We need to catch up. Have a great night. Thank you. And make sure you uh, catch up with us on Yamanika, where she is going to really go in. <laughs> Thank you. See you ladies tonight.